growing up the way that I did, wanting to be perfect, my sister and I were overweight. We would be called Bertha Butt. I had those teachers tell me that I wasn't good enough. My medical records is the way that they described me. Depressed, fearful, frightened, angry, helpless, hopeless, depressed, worthless, detached. And now I'm speaking to like 800 of you. And I'm not patting myself on the back, I'm really not. Our experiences, good and bad, make us who we are. And a big one for me is my battle with mental illness and my stay in the mental hospital. It's my story, I'm not embarrassed, and it's the story that brings me to send you a long distance hug every single week. So welcome my friend to Consider Yourself Hugged, episode 65. Today's hug, changing your course versus giving up and five other recent lessons. I am Dr. Tammy West here every week to bring you tips on living a life that brings you mental and emotional well-being. A couple of things to start the session. First, you might notice that this is not session five of the Stress Club. Although honestly, based on number of listens, I'm assuming that you're not noticing at all. I changed my path. I changed my course. I changed my mind, whatever you want to call it. I decided that it wasn't working. Maybe it's because I have more men in the audience than I thought because the stress club was geared toward women. Maybe it's because people just aren't listening as much during the pandemic. Maybe it's because I just really suck and wasn't doing a good job. I don't know, but whatever it is, it wasn't working. So that's the first thing. I'm changing my path. Second, oh, you know what? Let me back up. If you were listening and you, one of the 10 people, or I'm just kidding, it wasn't that bad, but if, if it was something that you really were looking forward to the next session, every single bit of what I did or what I was planning to do on this podcast is already in my Facebook group, um, The Stress Club. So message me, text me, write me, email me, whatever, and I'll direct you specifically how to get there in that group. So that was the first thing about about noticing that this was not what I said we were going to do. And I will come back to that. Second, I want to be, I'm going to be kind of raw today, honest, maybe more shortly, I mean, a short version of honest, maybe more honest I've been ever been before about current situations. Like I'm always an open book when it comes to my past. Um, but with this, it's a current thing. So here's the short story. I have had a bad attitude. I have thought about giving up like on my career. I have been angry. And then I realized that I've heard from not one, not two, but three separate people, not like speaking directly to me about my situation, but just generally talking about everything we're going through. Three separate people talk about the stage of grief, like the five stages of grief and how we're going through that during this pandemic. Pandemic, And honestly, when I first heard it, I was thinking, okay, I mean, I didn't really think much about it. But I didn't realize until a day or two ago that I think that's exactly what I've been going through to some degree. I have exactly one speaking engagement for 2020. Okay, well, if you count the one that I had in February before all of this started, I have exactly two. And I am not alone for anyone that did, does any, it's considered gig work. 
Um, if you look at it like on unemployment and things, it's gig work. Anybody who entertains or speaks, it's difficult. So I know I'm not alone. And it's hard to know what to do with that. In the beginning, and when this all started before I was like actually losing business, I thought like somebody told me they weren't going to go on a trip. This was back in March and they had it planned for like June. And I was like, well, why are you canceling a trip for June? I mean, this is just a quick thing. And as I started losing speaking, it still was just, well, it's not going to last for long and I'll start booking in the fall. And I just kept on that path. That's the denial part. If you are familiar with those stages of grief. And then the anger came. As I was as I was going through in the beginning, losing the business, but then also everything I applied for that, that was supposed to be there for those of us who were self-employed, um, unemployment, um, uh, what was called payroll protection, the economic, the disaster loan, whatever it's called, nothing, nothing was coming through. And not only was it not coming through, it was like everything I did... I, I messed it up. I did it wrong. I filled this line out wrong. And I was constantly on the phone. Some of you are probably shaking. You know, if you're, you're probably shaking your head like, yes, I know, I know. So the anger was there. And then the next stage is depression. I don't know if I'm going to say it was, well, yeah, I mean, it didn't have to be clinical depression, but it was just sadness. And so I think I'm moving toward acceptance I don't know if I'm there completely. So yesterday, my husband and I, we have started, our church has, has started service again. And so we went to church and then we went to lunch with our neighbors and friends after church. When another couple came over, because they had been eating there too, another couple friend from church, and they came over to say hello. And you know how it goes, right? In this current situation, the topic inevitably goes to how are you doing through all this? And then it, then it usually goes to work, you know, all kinds of things, family, if you have kids, homeschooling, whatever it is, it, those things tend to go. So it did that. And then it did come to the course of me losing all of these things. And the woman, if she's listening, feel free to comment because you really kind of rocked my world yesterday. And she said something like, well, I'm glad you'll still able to do like your podcast and your Facebook lives and all that stuff. And I couldn't believe that I just opened my mouth and I actually said, oh no, I am done. I'm finished. And she looked at me. Well, I guess anger might not be completely gone, right? But she looked at me and said, oh, are you kidding me? You are on, I have a list of people. And when I need like help or, or I don't know what word she used, but when I need to be like, get past my bad attitude or be inspired, you're on my list. So are you telling me that's not you anymore? And then we both laughed and we had a really good time, but it stopped me in my tracks. So here's honestly where I am. I've been speaking and writing for almost 15 years, 15 years. And some of the things that we do in life are hard. Right. And lately I've just felt tired and almost like, okay, if it's all gone for 2020 and possibly part of 2021, because I do a lot of things for schools, teachers, child nutrition. I also do a lot of things in healthcare and all of that has just stopped. And I don't know what's going to happen in 2021. So it feels like starting from scratch, like doing virtual things, which I don't mind. I do those anyway, but it just feels like that. No income. And so I've had to make some decisions. 
I don't think that I'll ever stop speaking. But during this time, I've done some self-reflection of when have I been like the happiest in my career? And honestly, it's when I had this combination of being in the work world and speaking at the same time. I feel like it kept me fresh and on my feet. It, it allowed me to connect better with people because I was still out there experiencing the same things that they were speaking or experiencing. It gave me stories. It gave me um, it gave me a blend. It also gave me deeper relationships. And it was a friend of mine who said, you know, are you missing? Like you go in, you speak. And she, she used the word famous, which I'm like, um, no, but it made me laugh. It made me feel good. But she said, you go in and they're like, Tammy, Tammy, Tammy. And then you just leave and you have no further connection with them. Are you missing that? And I said, maybe. So I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen, but I am exploring, seeking, searching, praying, just thinking, what do I want going forward? What, what is, what is going to give me the satisfaction in life and allow me to serve people and, and just get through this a better person on the other end. So I may get back into the work world. Um, I don't know. I'm seeking right now. And honestly, I am getting more excited about it. So that was the rawness. I am not going to stop doing my podcast or Facebook live just for someone to say, hey, it really helps me with something that I needed to hear. You know, God puts people in your path. He puts people in situations oftentimes right when you need it. And that's what happened yesterday. So further yesterday in the afternoon, I was thinking about the podcast today and about doing the next session of the stress club. And I realized it's the same thing. If, if that's not working, just like the career that we've all been in, or for, for many of us is not working, um, when they're not working, then you have to decide what to do next. And I realized something else about this time period of time and the anger. I don't want to be angry for the rest of this time. Or for any more this time, I don't want to. There have been so many wonderful things that have happened during this isolation, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. So many great things. So on my walk this morning, I processed what some of those are to me. And I want to share them with you. And I hope they help. And I hope that you will share some with me as well. Whether you are, you find this link on Facebook whether you are on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, on directly on my website, you're reading the show notes, wherever it is, I would love to hear from you. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and, and re-implement the giveaway. This is just coming to me as I speak, which is the way I do things many times. I did reorder the Consider Yourself Hugged pins, and I got them in a few days ago. So I will do a drawing and for those of you who will comment, tell us something about the lessons that you've gotten through this, then I'm going to do a drawing and send you some pins. So here we go. There are five, including one I've already alluded to. Number one, distinguish between altering your path and giving up. You know, when I was thinking about the Stress Club podcast sessions that I've been doing and how they're not working... And in my mind, up until yesterday, I thought, 
well, I have to finish it. I said I would. Well, I have to finish. I said I would. I can't just give it up. I can't just fail at it. I can't just not follow through. But it wasn't working. And so when we, or when it comes to the speaking, speaking versus like speaking full-time versus speaking and working or leaving speaking and just working, if my path is not working, altering it is not the same thing as giving up. So I just wanted to encourage you with that. I have this, um, if you know my path, you know, that part of my mental hospital, like blow up when, you know, when I was in the mental hospital, I mean, my lifetime of anxiety when it blew up was because I felt like a failure. I felt like I didn't complete something that I was set out to do. Well, only, you know, if you're giving up on something, if it's, and and you know what, sometimes that's okay too, but don't call it giving up if it's just altering your path. So that's the first thing. Number two, Recognize how much our decisions and our very identities are tied to cultural norms. That's a mouthful, isn't it? This does relate to the stress club. So in the stress club, the one of the biggest things about my study and how I talk about stress differently is the fact that we have all these messages coming us to us from society as a culture telling us who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to act. And I'm trying to break that and help people recognize that we are bombarded and and we just we don't even know that we're being told who we're supposed to be. So what do I mean by that by this right now? Well, now the cultural norm, what you see on Facebook Um, on the news, on Zoom, on whatever it is that's coming at you, is that it's okay to be bored. Never before in my lifetime have I seen so many things out there about being bored and how it's okay. All the, there's TikTok, I don't do TikTok, but almost all of the people in my family do. And apparently there's this, the one that's in bored in the house and I'm in the house bored. And And then there's people doing things about what they do while they're bored. Now, I know some of you are not. Some of you, you may be someone who um, your life is is still continued to be crazy. Maybe you're homeschooling your kids and trying to work. I understand that. But still, boredom is something that we've never been, been led to think is okay. And no matter what situation you're in, I'm telling you now, occasionally we should be bored. Never before have I seen... Um, a time where we've been told it's okay to not shower or, you know, get dressed or, you know, you know what I'm saying. And let me back up too. When I say it's okay not, and you should be bored, I realize we're all in different places in our life. So I hope you're not rolling your eyes or huffing at me. Even if you are a mom with 25 children and you are homeschooling your 25 children and you have a business of your own, I'm telling you, you have to have a little bit of time in your life even if it's 15 minutes where you have some time and you know this, you've been told this forever, but I want you to recognize, really think about it. This is the lesson that I'm learning is that so much of what we decide to do and live our life and so much of our very identities really are tied to what the world says we should be. We need to be the ones who decide who we are. So that's number two. Number three, remember 
to recognize the sweetness of this time. My husband and I have been watching American Idol for years. And if you watch it and you've watched this season, you know how strange it has been. If you don't watch it, let me explain. You know, I hope you know American Idol is a talent competition, but this year they continued on the live shows, but all of the the um, the performers performed from their homes. And so Idol sent them things like ring lights and recording, you know, stand, things that they needed to record from their homes. And so we were talking and this, so the live shows have been going on for a few weeks. And we, last night we finally watched the finale recorded. It's been over for a while, but we watched it and we said, gosh, it's, it's so sad. And it is in a way, don't get me wrong. It is sad because these contestants, like when you get down to the top 10, they on the show and the normal show, they have group songs and they go out and they do group activities and they're learning how to perform in front of an audience and they, they bond and connect with one another and their family gets to come and the top three have a parade in their hometown. I mean, it's such an amazing time that teaches and molds these young people plus the, 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 the connection and the memories that they've made. So there is that sadness, but there's also a sweetness about it. For example, um, one of the contestants that he was off a long time ago, he got voted off, but he was a garbage collector. And it was a really sweet story, but they invited him back on to sing a song by Rascal Flats, and they had Rascal Flats on too. Now, both of them remotely, of course, but it was really, really sweet to watch that. And then they did, Lauren Daigle came on and she did a song with one of the contestants remotely. And then they ended with revisiting We Are the World. And there were all these people singing and they had their their videos sort of splashed on to buildings. And it was it was just really sweet to think about how we are coming together as a country. There are many, many sweet, memorable things that are happening. So just remember to recognize the sweetness of that time. Don't let that pass you by. That was number three. Number four, life really, really is about relationships and serving others. So I am typically, up until this point, I have my home office when I'm not traveling. I'm home by myself. It turns out I am really a little bit of an introvert. So I need that time by myself. I walk every morning with Charlie by myself. It's my prayer time. It's oftentimes my idea time. Sometimes I'll even record. You may have seen me. I would do some Facebook lives. Well, then the first person that that got furloughed was my husband so he was home and listen that has been so wonderful because we've basically been apart almost our whole marriage first it was me traveling two to three weeks a month early on in our marriage because I was doing contract work with the seminar company so I would be on the road constantly from two to three weeks a month and then as I built my own personal speaking business more that that decreased some but I still was on the road a lot now, in the past couple of years, I've changed my life so that I don't go out on the road for a whole week. I go out, I speak, I come back. But he changed his life and he started working for a hearing aid company where he would do sales at their stores across the country. So he was on the road two, three, four weeks a month. 
So we've been apart forever. This is the first time almost in our entire marriage where we've spent this much time together. So he got furloughed um, end of March. I don't even remember. So he's been here. Well, then my daughter works for Disney Cruise Line and she got furloughed. So she came home, I think the first week in April with, with Sailor, my grand puppy, who you, you've heard, I think you've heard me talk about him before. I'll post some adorable pictures. So she came home. So we were all, we've all been in the house together for five weeks. Um, it, I mean, it's been such a blessing, but I was talking to a few people and I was saying that because I, I'm an introvert and I really value like my quiet time and I get so much done. And so a couple people said, well, you should tell them that and you should go and you should spend time on your own. I, I haven't. And the reason is this, this is a, a very short time in life. And so if I've been given the gift of spending this time with my family, my sons are coming home too soon, by the way, they're com- not too soon, but too comma soon. <laughs> Um, from San Francisco. They they live together in an apartment in San Francisco and they haven't been able to leave. I'm so glad they have, they have each other. So they're coming home mid-June and they're going to stay for a few weeks and I get to spend time with them. I don't want to tell my family that I need to be away from them because I believe life really, really is about relationships and serving. I want to be there for them and I want to be there with them. I want to experience them. You've heard me talk about Judith Baker Miller before. I'll post another link to her book. Um, She has a book called A New Psychology of Women, but in it she talks about men and women that we all thrive in the context of healthy relationships and how we are, we are, she doesn't say created, but I'm going to say created to serve one another. The problem is when we feel forced to serve or forced to be there for other people or like we're giving up something of ourselves because we have to or we feel taken advantage of and I don't want to feel any of that but I can see where it does happen I am going to say something from for just a minute about women even though everything I'm saying today is men and women but I remember seeing a Facebook post years ago and it was a man talking about his wife on her birthday and he talked about how she serves him And it seemed very sweet, but listen to me. I am going to talk about religion here for just a minute. I am a Jesus-following, Bible-reading Christian. I am. But I believe there are parts of the Bible that are open to interpretation. And one of those, I believe, is about men and women and our roles. I don't believe that God's original plan was for women to be servants to men. And so I could give you scripture to back that up, but that's not what this is about. So why I'm saying this is for women, if we feel, especially women, if we feel that we've been put in the position where we have to serve, like, well, I have to be here for my daughter because I'm her mom, or I have to be here for my husband because I'm his wife and I can't take time for myself. No, no, that's when it feels bad. It feels bad if I feel that I have to. I don't feel that I have to. I want to. I want to develop my relationships and be there for them as they are there for me as well during this time. Ultimately, what I'm saying here is recognize during this time, it is all about relationships and serving others as others serve us as well. If you feel you have to, 
then this is not going to speak to you at all. And finally, number five, looking forward. This is a big one, I think. We can all get by on less than we thought we ever could. And this is just a financial thing. You know, my my husband and I don't spend a lot of money anyway, but I just cannot believe during this time that I've realized how much less I really can spend. Um, we haven't, I mean, you, you don't have to buy all of the things that we think that we have to buy and no one else is either. And that goes back to the cultural norms and what society says, but it's even things I posted about this, but my daughter and I ordered a UV light. We ordered gel polish and cause I've been getting my nails done, I think for about 25 years, it costs about $50 and I get them done every month or so. And part of the reason that I do that, and I'm just, this is another admission here. I don't know if it's an OCD thing, but I am a big old picker. If there's a hangnail, I will grab a hold of that and I will just pick, 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 pick until my fingers are torn up. Well, nobody wants to see that no matter whether it's when I'm speaking, which nobody wants to see that when I'm speaking, but even just on a daily basis. So I've been getting them done all those years. And when I stop, if I go through phases where I don't get them done, like for a few weeks, you would think that I wouldn't do that anymore, but turns out that I do. So we got these things and I put the gel polish on. And funny thing is this has really kept me from doing the picking thing too. They look fine. So I've ordered some colors. I've ordered all the the little files. I'm going to save like six or $700 a year. And to me, it's not relaxing. Going to get my hair done, going to get my nails done is not relaxing. So I'm going to, it takes me 30 minutes to get to the nail place, an hour to get them done, 30 minutes to get back. It takes me, it took me 30 minutes to do them myself. Time is valuable to me. So I I can color, I've been coloring my own hair. The point here is that making choices going forward and realizing that we can get by on less. And so what's important for us to spend our, our money on? And we are the ones who get to decide that. (laughs) There are my five. Let me read them to you again. Number one, distinguish between altering your path versus giving up. Number two, recognize how much our decisions and our very identities are tied to cultural norms. So important to do that. Number three, remember to recognize the sweetness of this time. Don't let that pass you by. Number four, life really, really is about relationships and serving others. And hopefully people in your world are serving you as well. If they're not, that's a whole nother issue. And number five, we all can get by on less than we ever thought we could. I hope this helped you. I hope that you will share as well, whether it's Facebook, the blog, wherever it is, please do some sharing with me because sadly, that is our time for today. I am continuing to pray for you, for our country, our leaders, everyone's role in this, the people affected. I hope that you have joined me and that you will continue to do so. I hope that you are staying mentally and emotionally healthy in our new world. As always, please, please, please pass the show link along to a friend or two and subscribe, download, review, comment wherever you are listening. 
Head over to TammyWest.com to get information if you would like for me to speak at your next event. And also that's where you will find the links that I promise you. I would love for you to follow me on Facebook and other social media outlets. The links are in the show notes. Remember, if you are a woman and you haven't joined my private Facebook group, The Stress Club, please do that. That's where you will find the rest of the sessions that I chose not to continue here. The link is in the show notes, um, but contact me if you want me to walk you through how to find them throughout all of the postings. Um, every I'm trying to post. I, I did stop posting daily in there because I think people needed a break, but I will probably pick that up again. Um, if you missed the Stress Club free Kindle giveaway, send me a message. I will send you a PDF. And remember, I just decided today to start the giveaways again for the podcast. So comment somewhere. I will do a drawing and I will send you some Consider Yourself Hugged pins. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for staying with me, for listening, for helping grow our community. I pray each day that you remember to love, to serve, to feel worthy, to grow, to connect, to change, and to be the best person you can possibly be for yourself and for the other humans in your world. And until next time, consider yourself 